I found 1212 right after I miscarried our first baby and I got connected with them. And before 1212, I felt very alone. After I got connected with the podcast and the small groups, I had people to come alongside with me in this journey that I'm on. Impact stories like this one are only made possible by donors like you. To donate to 1212 Ministries, text the word 12 to 345-345. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Shining Light with Nicole. I'm Nicole, and this week we are closing out our Hope series with the super talented, gifted, caring author, Heather Butler. So what I have to tell you about Heather is that she has a calling and a passion to walk alongside other women in their journey of loss and healing. She has a beautiful book called This Side of Heaven, and I think you're really going to love and just be inspired by our conversation. So here's my chat with Heather Butler. Welcome to season three. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here with you right now. I am just, I'm so excited because like, I just, I love your work. I love Mm -hmm. your mission and just, I love your heart for the Lord and just for what you're doing. So I, I'm honored, you know, just for the opportunity to talk with you today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So you guys, I have to tell you, so I've never met Heather and we had such a fun time really just trying to find a time to, time to chat <laughs> and, and, you know, and work out all of the things. Uh, but, you know, we just were connected via social media in the infertility and loss communities. Uh, but also, I have to give a shout out to one of my absolute favorite organizations, Gathering Hope. I love them so much. Peyton and Carol. I know those are my girls. And so I'm just, I'm so glad that I was able to connect with Heather through them. And so again, Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And I agree. I'm obsessed with gathering hope. So that was a neat little heart connection. I love it. Yes. Okay. And so really we are just talking about this side of heaven and you guys, that is Heather's ministry. And so I would love to just start off just by reading a few Bible verses that were on my heart. And then um, I'm going to get out of the way and just let Heather share. So the first one is Philippians 4, 7, and it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And Ephesians 6.10, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And one of my all-time favorites, Lamentations 3.22, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. I love that. I love the verse also that comes right after. They're new every morning. Yes. Like, oh man, don't we need that every morning? I know I need that. (laughs) Absolutely. So Heather, I would love for you just to kind of start off and maybe just tell everyone about you and your sweet family. Okay. I um, live in the Rocky Mountains with my fabulous husband of almost 11 years. 
And we have four beautiful babies, eight, six, four, and two. And well, my six-year-old, she's not quite six. She's five days away from six. So we are revving up in celebration. I'm like a, a month celebrator. So, but it makes yes. it easy to remember two, four, and six, and eight. <laughs> um, they are the loves of my life. Um, and I, I, they are, when I look at them, they are just, each of them, symbols of God's faithfulness because my story did begin with a loss. So it's not, you know, from the outside looking in, we do look like um, this sweet, fun little family, but there are so many layers and they go so deep. Um, so truly, even on hard days, I am just thankful for them and um, the Lord's faithfulness to our family and to my mama heart. <laughs> that was beautiful. And so we just kind of let's just jump into really just your story and how your ministry got started and just tell us all of the things. Okay, sure. Um, so in 2011, um, my husband and I, we decided let's start making babies. So <laughs> we got serious about it. And shortly after um, we became pregnant and it was just everything felt right. We immediately went out. Um, I started a baby registry. Like this baby was probably the size of like a sunflower seed at this point. So but we signed up for all the things the baby needs, right? Like a stroller at this point and teethers. And we were just so incredibly excited. We felt the timing was just so beautiful and so right. And every morning before my husband went to work, he would just lay his hands on my stomach and we would just pray over our baby. Like this baby was covered in prayer <laughs> and covered in love and was just wanted so, so um deeply so much and then at about 13 weeks um it was a Saturday so my husband was um home with me and we got up and started our weekend routine and I went to the bathroom and I realized that I was bleeding and at first I think we were just completely shocked I at this point um in my life I think I was 24 25 maybe and um I was healthy and I was young and this baby was so loved and wanted. I, it just was, I could not connect those dots that this was actually happening. I was, I was, had never been a part of the lost community. I didn't know what that looked like. I, I knew what a lot of people still kind of believe is it's rare. It doesn't happen often, or, you know, maybe the mom is sick or something happens, but I was young and healthy and this baby was loved. And so we spent that um, first day just praying over our baby, praying, praying, praying. And I don't think I've ever um, pleaded with the Lord like I had that day. And we, you know, called my midwife and she just, I, her voice was just pretty, nope, this is what's happening. And this is what you, you know, can expect. And it just, I felt like I was just floating. Like this was not reality. I didn't feel grounded at all, but as the day went on, the pain got worse and worse and worse. And towards the evening, I couldn't stand. I couldn't think. And um, even my midwife had not prepared me for what I now know. These were labor pains. I was in labor with our baby. And so um, I told my husband, I was like, either we have to call an ambulance or we have to go to the ER. Like I could not even function at that point. And we went to um, 
the ER and everybody was so tender and so gracious and so loving. And I know that they had seen moms come in losing babies before, but I did not feel like a number. I, everyone I encountered um, was very tender to my heart and my body. And shortly after I was there, um, I delivered our lavender baby. So we, we named our first baby lavender. And I remember just laying in this ER bed and thinking, how, how, how is this happening? And I remember, um, you, you just shared Philippians 4, 7, that verse poured over me. It didn't, it wasn't a fleeting thought. It poured over me, the heaviness of it, the depth of it poured over me. And I just remember thinking in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I had known that verse for basically my entire life, but it was this night where something clicked. It was almost like this meaning that I had never fully grasped before because on one hand I had just lost our first baby. It was traumatizing. It was painful, both physically and emotional. And yet there was this peace just physically wrapping itself around me. And those two things were happening at the same time. And I think that night changed um, how my faith really was solidified in the Lord because I trusted the Lord before I knew he was faithful before, but to walk through something like that for something so supernatural like that to happen, um, really it changed my heart. It changed both of our lives. And so we came home um, early the next morning. We were there kind of all night and you know, my condo, it didn't look the same nothing looked the same. Nothing felt the same. The, the deep, um, I, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and it was like my spirit was already crying before my body woke up. And I was just, I would just be scream crying because I had never known, um, such a loss and for a loss to come from your own body. Like, you know, your baby is a part of you from the beginning, from the beginning. So when that's taken away, um, you really feel like there's such a peace missing from you that can't be um, put back together, at least on this side of heaven, that side of heaven, different story. Um, <laughs> and I, I, we posted on social media, please just be, be praying for us that we lost our baby. And all of a sudden, all these text messages and phone calls and emails, I mean, any sort of avenue people could communicate with us, these messages started pouring in of me too, me too. Oh, I lost a baby too. And women that I had known for 10 years were sharing stories with me for the very first time of how they've lost one baby, two babies, three babies. And my heart was just broken for them because I was very vocal about it from the beginning. And so many of these women felt like they couldn't say anything or who they didn't want to make people sad. Who do they share it with? And it was in my early stages of grief where I decided that's not okay with me, that these mamas need people to talk to. We need the connection and to be able to share our stories and say our baby's name. So I, I started to write um, my book, That Side of Heaven, and I'm a writer. So that's the way that I 
prefer to communicate. It helps me um, process whether it's joy or grief. So writing is just kind of like the natural um, reaction for me for no matter what season of my life. And so I started writing a book and the purpose of that book was not to be a published author. It wasn't to say that I wrote a book. It was so that I could have something tangible in my hands and hand it to a friend or another mom and say, hey, you are not alone. And this grief is hard and the loss sucks. There's nothing pretty about it. There's no pretty ribbon to put on top of it. However, I also know that the Lord is faithful and that he does heal. And so I spent almost seven years <laughs> writing that book. I've heard that a book can also be kind of compared to a baby just because the, the pains are yeah. so like you are in it, you are mm -hmm. in it and it's your heart on paper. And um, a few years ago it was published and I've been handing them to any mama who, you know, could possibly find healing in it. and just a sense of community that they aren't alone. And I had five other mamas jump on board and say, Hey, we are more than willing to share our story and, you know, say our baby's names too. So there's multiple stories in this book. Cause it's not about me. It's about the mama reading this book and there's a place to journal and scripture because I think, you know, we all process differently. We all need different things at different times. So mm -hmm. I wanted this book to kind of, be an example of you are not alone. However, you have breathing room. You can <laughs> cuss and cry and um, worship music. You do your thing because at the end of the day, the Lord's faithful and he is in it with you. So that's kind of how the book came about, how my um, truly now my life mission happened. But um, after <laughs> we... Um, after we lost our first baby, we had a, our healthy daughter and then... When she was one years old, um, we were pregnant again. We were like, hey, you know, that, that was a really hard season. And I, I felt like maybe it was not a fluke, but it wouldn't happen again. Like I had experienced the Lord's faithfulness and I'd learned so much. Like we will be good from now on. Um, but when my daughter was one, it was Christmas time. And um, we had started trying again and um we went to a local tree nursery and my husband was bringing in our Christmas tree. And I saw these sweet little baby pine cones at the top of this tree and started ugly crying to him, like <laughs> ugly crying, devastated that. Um, and he asked me, he was concerned. Like I, it was a, Oh my gosh, what have we done? And he just looked at me like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? Like, what am I missing? And I just cried because these little tiny sweet baby pine cones at the top of this tree, like the tree had been chopped down. Those baby pine cones were never going to grow anymore. And we were responsible for the death of all these little baby pine cones. Oh. And he very bravely was like, you know what? Yeah. Like super empathetic. Maybe we should take a pregnancy test. Like we both were going to pee on the pregnancy test. Right. <laughs> so, but sure enough, I, did. I was like, oh, that does sound pine cones are cute, but that doesn't really sound like a very, you know, logical reaction here. So we found out that we were pregnant during the Christmas season <laughs> and that's how we did. So every time I look at a pine cone now, I view it very differently. <laughs> <laughs> and we were about six weeks along and I started to bleed again on Christmas Eve and my mom had um, come to visit us. And I remember I was walking down the stairs. My hands were shaking. I just found out I was bleeding and I turned around and I started punching our staircase um, to the point it was, 
it roughed up my knuckles. Like my hands were tender for a few days because I was so incredibly angry that this was happening again. And I, I was not angry at the Lord. I was angry at the enemy because I knew that I was being hit right where it was still tender. Um, mm-hmm. But also where I was finding strength and my relationship, my relationship with the Lord was deepening. And of course that's where he wanted to tear out, tear at my heart. So I was completely angry and um, we walked through that um, season of loss and grief again. And the difference was I had walked this before. It was very different. The details were different. However, I, I knew these steps well, and it didn't make it hurt any less, but I knew that the presence of the Lord was, was there. I knew I was not grieving alone. And I knew one day um, I got to be, I would be reunited with my baby. So that's something <laughs> to this day I still look forward to. Heather, oh my goodness. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I absolutely Mm -hmm. was just so encouraged. And I love that you kept going back to how the Lord was, is just so faithful. Yes. You know, and I am just so appreciative of you just talking about your grief. You know, I think that's something, you know, in the loss and infertility community is that we, we think that grief is like the straight road, (laughs) you know, right. Exactly. That you can't, you know, you can't be upset or you can't, you know, it's like you have to act a certain way, do a certain thing. Um, you know, and so I, I am so grateful that you shared that. Oh, thank you. Yes. I'm very, um, I mean, to this day, I'll have moments where I have a prayer shawl that was given to me, um, the night we lost lavender and sometimes, you know, as I walk by, I'll just kind of rub my fingers across it. It's just so soft. And, um, this has been, I mean, October, 2011. So we're coming up on almost a decade (laughs) and it doesn't feel like that. And I'll still cry, you know, and, um, you're, you're so right. It's not grief starts here. And then you walk this road and boom, you're healed. It truly is a spiral. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I have learned about, grief is that it is a lifetime process that never ends and that that shouldn't discourage that shouldn't be a sad thing because you know when we lose a baby we lose a lifetime worth of hopes and dreams and expectations and memories we lose all of that so doesn't it make sense that we would carry that with us forever and it can, our babies become a beautiful mark on our lives that we like your podcast, Shining Your Light. My babies are a huge part of any sort of light that I can offer people. It it's, it reflects the light of Jesus. And so I'm so thankful for their lives, but I do know it will be a lifetime of missing them and aching for them. Yeah. I would love to just keep going with, you know, talking, talking about grief because, you know, do you mind just maybe talking to that woman, you know, who is out there and she is just grieving and just does not see her way out right now? Yes. I, first of all, I just want to say, I know how, how heavy you feel, but also how empty you feel. And I've never known those two things together. I, I know the tender hours, days, weeks, months after how you feel like you're sitting in the corner in the shadows and you're watching the world go on and live its life and you feel changed and you feel like 
you will forever be changed, which is true. You will never be the same. However, I want you to know that the Lord is faithful in your life and he is not afraid of your grief and he grieves with you. And I think sometimes um, we can question, you know, why, why did this happen? And that's completely natural. Some of my mamas are so angry at God and they feel guilty for that. And what I always tell them is, you know, first of all, grief is so incredibly complex. There is no one way, perfect way to grieve. The Lord wants you to allow him into those parts of your heart. You do not have to have things tidy or looking pretty. Allow him into the parts of your heart that even include the angry parts or even include the parts that you feel like maybe you can handle on your own. He wants to be a part of all of that. And he wants to walk this journey with you. And he promises that this darkness and this grief will last for the night, but joy will come in the morning. Does that mean we're happy that we've lost our babies? Absolutely not. Are we changed forever? Absolutely. However, the rawness that you feel in your heart, that raw, tender sting in your heart, it will heal and it will become a beautiful scar one day that will be a testament to the Lord's faithfulness and to your heaven baby or heaven babies. So I think that would be my biggest thing is don't shut the Lord out. Let him into every single room of your heart, every single part of your heart. And it does get softer. It doesn't necessarily get easier because I still cry sometimes. It does get softer. I love all of that. Oh my goodness. I was like, is she talking to me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I felt like you were talking, talking to myself. To talking to yes. myself. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So, so amazing. And especially just letting God into all parts of your heart. Yes. So good. Heather, thank you so much for today. Oh, it truly was my honor. I appreciate whenever I can share about my lavender and my pine. Um, <laughs> I it, it gives me another layer of healing on my own heart. So thank you for this opportunity. That's beautiful. So tell us really quick. So how can we find you and your book, you know, online or your socials? Sure. So uh, my book is on Amazon. It's also on my website, thatsideofheaven.com. And then Instagram and Facebook at That Side of Heaven. So pretty straightforward and easy to remember (laughs) the way I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So Heather, I have your final two because this podcast is all about Matthew 5, 16 and letting your light shine for the Lord. And I truly believe that God uses our story to change the world. So how did your puzzle pieces lead you to where you are today? Oh, the not easy way, right? Like I think um, times in my life, and I think this is probably in general for humanity, unfortunately, the the times of loss and ache are the times that um, really can push down roots into something amazing and something life-changing. And um, I've loved the Lord and I've given him my life for a very long time since I was young. However, walking these seasons of grief, my two little baby puzzle pieces um, Mm -hmm. has allowed me to step foot on truth and not just kind of know it in my brain, but really walk it out. And when that happens, it's not, you know, 
confined to my grief, it pours out over into every um, aspect of my life. So good. And I just think you do an amazing job at shining bright and not hiding your light for the kingdom. Have you always been that way? And what can you share with us to encourage and help us? Um, I think I've always tried and I have had some really epic fails. Welcome to being a human. Um, I think, I think if we just take one step, one step, one step, um, I'm, I've not done this perfectly forever, but I do love the Lord so much. And he is so gracious and merciful and his forgiveness covers all. So without doing it perfectly, it's like when you, my life has been so radically changed by the Lord, I can't not tell others about him. I can't not tell others how I've experienced all of this. So, um, yeah, shining, shining his light being trying to be a reflection of that. It really comes from a place of realizing I'm emptied out and anything that pours out of me is from him and that it is not about me, um, but just being that empty vessel. So good. Heather, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Nicole, I appreciate you too. Yeah.